The We Are Donation podcast reports and opinions are not those UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And it felt so good, so good. Last Saturday, April 20th, Classic City, our dogs take the field. I know it was raining. I know it was cold. It felt like winter time out there. I know it's spring, but it felt like winter. But, hey, it was a great time. It stopped raining in the nick of time. The game started up in 52,630 faithful fans showed up in the stands on G-Day. And even Curry Smart himself said, even he don't know if he was just a fan, would he have made it out? And I can only think, you know what? If it was seven degrees weather, nice and clear, nice and bright and sunny, we would have had easy, easy 90,000 people out there. Dog Nation, I tell you what, I just don't believe, I'm not trying to sound biased, but I just don't believe they're the better fan base in all the land. We are the greatest fan base in the whole entire college football era, and maybe even across all fan bases of all sports. We are Dog Nation. We show up and we show out. Man, I got down there last Saturday, about 10 o'clock, got to my hotel. Matter of fact, I stayed at the University of Georgia Hotel for continuing learning. That's the same hotel that the players stay at um, before that Friday night before the game. It was, it was just wonderful. Wonderful experience. So if you have an Athens, Georgia, and you want to get a good, ho- good hotel, hey, that's a good spot. You're talking about nice and affordable, but make you feel like you're really doing something with your money, hey, that's a nice spot, man, I'm telling you. But uh, what a wonderful time to be a Bulldog. Even today, we had seven of our Bulldogs get drafted. Man, hey, and it's going to get even deeper next next uh, next year, but I'll get, that, get into that later on. Excuse me for a second. Kind of battling a little cold here, a little cough here, trying to keep my throat nice and lubricated, so... I'm going to be hacking and coughing too much on this podcast here. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but anyway, I love what I saw at G-Day. Um, I was a little disappointed at first when I first heard about uh, Demetrius Robinson, not uh, D-Rob, as he's so wonderfully known as, not uh, participating. But unfortunately, he had a uh, virus. I mean, that kid has had a really good spring. Um, I'm looking at some really great things out of him. I I think he's um uh, I know Nico Harbin. Maybe better. So we should see. And uh hey, August 31st be here before you know it, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'll i also looking forward to seeing Matt Landers, number five, and Matt Landers, man, I tell you, um I am rooting for Matt Landers. 6'5, 210, on the 4540, man. But look, if I'm if I'm Matt Landers. I don't care who I got to find. If it's Jake Fromm, Stetson Bennett, DeJuan Mathis, <coughs> excuse me, the Walgreens quarterback, my grandmother, the cheerleader, I don't care who I got to find to throw me 150 balls a day, that's what I want to do. I'm catching no, no, no fewer than 150 footballs a day from somebody. That young man has the ability to do something really, really special. 
So I'm pulling for him. He knows he got to step it up, be more consistent. So I really, 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 really want him to do very well because he can be a major, major weapon um, for us this year. And so then, you know, seeing the quarterbacks, you know, I, was, I had questions, you know, this looks like it'll be Jake Fromm last year. He's projected to be a first-round draft pick next year. Matter of fact, um, one analyst already said already said that he would take Jake Fromm over to Tungavaloa. Hey, you know what? Sound like a smart man to me. And so this probably will end up being his last year here in Georgia. And so it kind of gave me questions about the quarterback position. And to see Stetson Bennett come out there and do what he did and did very well. He looked very good. So, I mean, I don't want Jake to get hurt, but if something was to happen where he maybe, maybe a week out, whatever, I feel comfortable with Destin Bennett um, not sinking the ship, you know, doing well. But my biggest surprise was DeWan Mathis. Sick, he's the incoming freshman, um, just got there and rolled early. 6'6, 210, run a 10 8 in the 100 yard dash. The kid has a seventy-yard, a seventy-yard arm, and tight spiral. I mean, he got a, He's very, very good. Well, he has very, he has, he has upside. This kid is very, very great, and he's studying and learning from Jake Fromm and how to break down defense and how to read defenses and really getting tutored by him. And let me tell you something. If Dewan Mathis put it all together, I know he just got Carson back for the twenty twenty commit. He's all excited about coming to Georgia. If DeJuan Masters put it all together with his height, because I mean, Stetson Bennett is good, but Stetson Bennett, like, what, 5'10? Do much like 6'6. Run a 10, 800 yard dash. He puts it all together. He's going to be really, really hard to beat out. And I thought about that, you know, because I was one reason why I was so disappointed with um, Justin Fields leaving and transferring because I'm like, look, man, stay here, grow, develop. And so by the time. Jake Fromm takes off to the NFL, it's your team and you're developing ready to take over. And so that way we can <coughs> excuse me, not miss a beat when it comes to quarterback position because I had questions. Now, and I'm not trying to be funny, I'm trying to be biased, but I'm looking at DeWan Mathis at that spring game. How he performed, I'm looking at how uh, Justin Fields performed. Now the upside Justin will have to of the wine would be he's a little that Justin's a little bit thicker and he's a little bit faster. But otherwise than that, it ain't much difference. And the great the upside that the wine masters have over Justin Fields, he makes better decisions at a at, at this at this point in stage. And so you get DeJuan Mathis, man, a good year of training. Uh, being mentored and growing, oh, he's gonna be tough to deal with. If he keep developing what he should, he's gonna be tough to deal with and tough to beat out. And so it got me to thinking, you know, back in 2011, there was a running back by the name of Isaiah Crowell, who was number one in the country. And everybody, you know, won Isaiah Crowell, obviously, five star, number, number one running back. And it came down between us and Alabama. He picked us, and we were so excited. As a matter of fact, the going theme for that class, recruiting class was that they were trying to compare that to the 92 Dream Team. And so they were saying how uh, Isaiah Crowell will be, will be like the Michael Jordan of, you know, that class. 
and he lasted one year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he got, you know, put out because of some unwise decisions with guns and stuff. And here we are looking for some him to, to lead the way. And then the following year, in comes Todd Gurley. And Todd, I mean, outside of, outside of Herschel Walker, you you can't you can't you can't find me a better running back at least at this point in time than Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was special, really. I mean, uh, Chubb, Chubb and Sony's are great things too, but Todd, man, who he he was he was on it. I mean, you talking about somebody who could have worked for who could have worked for two thousand yards as a freshman. And the funny thing about that is that. Coming in, it was all about Keith Marshall. Keith Marshall was the, the five-star running back, and Targo was the four-star running back. And so Targo came in and like, okay, cool, we got another great running back. But I wasn't expecting Todd to come in and just dominate and take over and push everybody away. And so I'm saying it to say, here I'm thinking, you know, hey, we need this quality depth, and you know, hey, did Justin leave? But you know what? This would be a major blessing because we might have got the better quarterback overall. In the long run, so hey, that six six two ten frame, he won't get bigger. He's only gonna get stronger. Uh, he's taking time out to grow. This is gonna be very. He, I think, I think it'll be very special. So, time should tell. Excuse me. So, and then it was, it was good to see. Um, I, I enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the battle between Jeremiah Holloman. Eric Stokes, uh, and they them two been going at each other for a long time. Even before they got to Georgia, they grew up in that same you know school district, so they've seen each other several times before uh, playing each other. So that was that was really cool, and it was kind of funny because I was watching the replay on TV the next day, and um, Real Taylor was like asking Kirby Smart about how you know what what do you think about Eric Stokes with the interception. And he said, hey, you know, well, he, he met with you yesterday, so he, he probably put that magic on him. I started laughing. Like, wow, Kirby. <laughs> wow. But she is beautiful. I, and I'm like, hey, if I get an opportunity to talk to her, if I get my, get my, get my stuff together, I'm like, hey, you know, Maria, um, if you're not busy later, you know, you want to get married? <laughs> I mean, what, what can she say? You know, get away from me, security. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But she is a, a beautiful woman. And yeah. So anyway, I move forward off that. Move off that. Move off that. Anyway, so I heard a lot of people online talk about Jake Fromm and not looking that good in the spring. Look, come on, stop, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. First of all, you got to realize that defense is no joke. Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell has stepped it up even more so. That I mean. They're trying to follow the footsteps that, that Baker did here and, and left. And that that back that defense backfield is very competitive. You got freshmen out there who are competing hard, pushing for playing time. With Stevenson and Lewis Sign. And so look, you you go against the same person every day, and you know what they're doing, and you know what they're doing, it's gonna get tough. Trust me, Jay Fromm is gonna be just fine. He's the field general. He's gonna he's, he's gonna lead the way. Don't look too deep into his performance. If you want if you want a good if you want a good representation or 
a good picture who Jake from who he is as a quarterback in the right time, right moment. Look at the Alabama game last in the SEC championship. 300 yards, three touchdowns. He picked that defense apart. He picked them apart. And so, Jake, he'll be just fine. But also, I'm also very excited about Brian Herring. Now, he kind of reminds, it's funny because he kind of reminds me of the DJ Shockley version of running backs. Set behind all, set behind his great talent all this time, and now it's time to shine. Set behind Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle for a couple years. <coughs> Excuse me. Set behind Holyfield and Swift. Now, Brian Herring, who's faster, who run the four, who run the forty and the four fours, very tough, very talented, very good catching ball out the backfield. He bugged his time to shine. And uh, although I'm excited about Zeus and uh, Tamir White, that's Zeus, and uh, James Cook getting there and doing their thing too, he's going to be hard to take off that field. And I expect a great thing from Brian Harry and have a great year and crack a thousand yards rushing. And um, going off to the pros in 2020 because he'll be a senior this year coming up. And I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. There was this moment, right, that got this picture that I call a very iconic moment on the sideline. Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle was there in the game. But they called a picture with Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, um, Zeus, and James Cook. And I was like, wow. Wow. I just, I could just imagine, especially with, I mean, Zamir White, not Zamir White, excuse me, DeAndre Swift, uh, might be his last year coming coming here year uh, last year too. I can just only imagine about two to three years if you look up and see Son Michelle Nick Chubb you no know, starting of course. Then you see Zeus starting somewhere in the NFL. You see James Cook starting somewhere in the NFL. You see maybe Brian Herring starting somewhere in the NFL. I mean, we're about to pop. I mean, we always been running back you. But about to really take it to another level. And the great part about having all that talent down there and having Nick and Sony come back, I've said before in one of my previous podcasts that uh, Kendall Milton, five-star running back, was talking about how, man, two Georgia running backs in, in the Super Bowl, wow, look at UGA. Well, he was down there in Athens, Georgia, on, on an unofficial visit. So he's down there seeing Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. I'm pretty sure they talked to him. He's he's very high on Georgia, so hopefully Kendall Milton, you know, pull that pull that trigger here pretty soon, and he become a dog. So very 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 excited about that. Then get to the NFL draft here. Has seven out Bulldogs taken, but one thing about the NFL draft that kind of got me really excited is that. <laughs> Iowa had two tight ends taken, drafted. Okay, big deal. Why are you talking about Iowa? Well, here's the thing. Right now, UGA is, and we are in the process of landing two five-star athletes. Number one, number one athlete in the country, number two athlete in the country, and both are projected to play tight ends. One is uh, A. Rick, uh, A. Rick Gilbert out of Marietta High School, and the other one is Darnell Washington out of, out of Las Vegas. And both of them are very high on the dogs. 
Qatar Hartley, our tight end coach, is really in on them and they were loving Georgia. And one thing he did do, they did do, I was so glad to see. Oh, I was so glad to see. They used those tight ends. I'm like, yes, we need more tight ends, more throws and running backs, get more get more little passing game going. I'm very excited about what I saw. But here's some good news for us, dog fans. Some good news. Rusty Manziel said, I, he's one of the guys who follows George and he's one of the reporters and stuff like that. Rusty Manziel said, I just finished editing a video for this new UGA commit. Dog fans, you're going to love this. It's a big time target that we've been waiting on for UGA. Yo, I don't know who it is. I got my I got my feelings. I got my I got my guess. And I'm thinking it's A Rick A Rick Gilbert, because he was there. You know, the number one athlete in the country. 6'5, tight end. So hopefully, you know, we get that news pretty soon. So my eyes are open, my ears are open. I'm I'm on I'm waiting. I am waiting to see what's gonna happen. Well I said say we might get both of those and use both of those big time tight ends. Uh, coming up here next season in 2020. So, should be a pretty good time. We're going to see here. Anyway, I'm going to get into the NFL draft, talk about our Bulldogs that got drafted, and then I'm going to give you what I call the We Are Dog Nation possible draft picks coming up for the 2020 season. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. And we are back with the We Are Dog Nation podcast. Let's talk about this NFL draft day. That's only get bigger and bigger and better and better each year because the talent that's pouring into Georgia right now is at an all-time high. It's to the point, man, now where it's it's you got some guys who just not gonna cut it. And right now, unfortunately, uh Jaden Hunter. You know, his dad played here in Georgia, very good wide receiver. His mom did sports here in Georgia, too, as well. But he's in a transfer portal because he's, he's not going to see the field. And so it just goes to see you. He can start somewhere else. But it's kind of goes to show you the talent that's here. And the NFL draft will be an indication of how much talent we have here at Georgia for years to come. Undercover smart. It's going to get deep. And I want, I want to, you're going to see here in a second, but... I got a shout out. Congratulations to to the dog that got drafted. The dog that got picked up in free agency. Yandre Baker goes in the first round to the Giants. McCoy Harmon, second round to the Chiefs. Oh, man. Man. McCoy Harmon to the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Somebody's going to my fantasy team. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I gotta put McCall Hart on my fantasy team. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Uh Riley Ridley going to the Bears. Riley Ridley, I wish he would have stayed another year. I think he could have really benefited from that. But hey, you know what? I'm not in Riley Ridley, Riley Ridley's shoes. And uh he's gonna do well where he's at. And so he's gonna play for the Bears. And um I wish him all the best. I think he's gonna I think he'll do very, very well. DeAndre Walker got picked up fifth what fifth round to the Titans. 
Lamont Gilliard, six rounds to the Cardinals. That dude, they're going to have a nice long career. Matter of fact, um, Queenie Williams, who's the defensive tackle for Alabama, they asked him, who's the best line you faced all year? And he quickly said Georgia. He said Lamont Gilliard is very, very good. And he's, he's very talented as well. Very talented as well. Because when Lamont Gilliard first got to Georgia, he was a defensive tackle. He switched positions, switched offensive line, and, man, the rest is history. So, very proud of him. Isaac Nada. Ah, uh, he could have he could have used another year, or maybe could have used him more. He could have went higher, but he's 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 united with uh, Matthew Stafford now as a tight end. And he'll he'll do fine. He'll do just fine. Have no doubt about that. And Terry Godwin to the Patriots, getting drafted. We had seven boys all get drafted, and then well, Terry ain't by himself because on the way, um, Holyfield got signed with free agent deal. So. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see how what he's gonna do, and um, I don't see him, you know, overtaking Chris McCaffrey. But hey, you know what? He might get some playing time, and so we'll see about that. Um, matter of fact, I got some breaking news. Let's, let's, let's see here, and I'm actually doing this podcast right now. Also, get Twitter updates and alert. Let's see where the Trez Patrick and Jason Stanley. So it looks like Jason Stanley is going to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Very, very talented young man. Uh, very fast. Um, let's see where the Trez Patrick going to go. I met, him, I met him last week at the bookstore. That was huge. Good guy. Told me I'm pulling for him, rooting for him. Um, young man who grew up, learned his lesson. Uh, trying to stay on the right track there. So, you know, went to Mays High School and Hope he does well. So the Trez Patrick signed with the Los Angeles Rams. You got Nick Moore who signed with New Orleans Saints. Uh, and Jonathan Ledbetter who signed with the Miami Dolphins. So wishing all our Bulldogs much, much, much success. <coughs> but they have seven Bulldogs drafted. Hey, that is a blessing. But here's the thing. So what I did was I went ahead and took a look ahead to next year. See what's going to happen. See what's happening. And I started going down the line. Early draft, you know, early in ro- early uh, exits to the pros and what people projected at. So, we're going to see how right I am about this. It looks like next year. Now, mind you, we just had seven go get drafted and a few of those just got signed for agent contracts. But it looks as though According my calculation, we'll see how right I am. Hey, we're, we're a year away. Potentially 15 Bulldogs going to get drafted. Uh-huh. You heard me. Potentially 15 Bulldogs will be drafted next year. Okay. All right. Calm down, nation. You're being overhyped. Yeah, you. Huh? I don't know about that. Okay. Pump your brakes, buddy. No. 15 Bulldogs potentially can be getting drafted next year. All right, let's go through them. Now, first of all, Jake Fromm and Andrew Thomas were the only uh, two from the team, but um, out of like 25 players in the country, they got invited to the NFL uh, early symposium thing because they they were identified as early uh, draft picks selection. So, 
number one on my list for potential. This this is the We Are Down Nation potential early draft picks for the 2020 season. All right. So, number one on my list is Jake Fromm, of course. Number two, left tackle Andrew Thomas, who's projected first round draft pick. If DeAndre Swift is remains healthy, yeah, he's gonna be a first round draft pick. That guy's special. I remember Saquon Barkley saying that he's gonna be a top ten pick because he saw he saw him play high school ball. He's he's the game changer. He's special. Matter of fact, even Reggie Bush uh, called uh, DeAndre Swift very shifty. So he everybody knows his talent. So I look look forward to seeing him. Uh, well. I do look to see him go to pros for 2020. Then Isaiah Wilson. <coughs> Excuse me. Big time left tackle. Right tackle. 6'7", 340. Former five star. Dude, dude's a monster. He's probably leaving after next season. Next on my list, number five, Ben Cleveland. Ben will be, he's a red, he's a red shirt junior this year. He'll probably graduate because that's four years already, but Okay, so I said this before on one of my last podcasts, like a long time ago. But <coughs> excuse me, Ben Cleveland, um, a couple years ago, in the weight room doing doing two twenty five, Javon Williams said they stopped Ben Cleveland at fifty, a two twenty five. He could have done more, but they stopped him. I'm like, whoa! I I, I seen Ben Cleveland, uh. One arm bench pressing, a hundred sixty five pound dumbbell. So when he gets to the NFL draft, if he decides to go early and goes to that combine and puts up fifty plus reps on a on a two twenty five bench press, oh he's probably gonna go first second round easy. His numbers are gonna jump up. He's already very very good, but those numbers are gonna jump up. Next on my list, I kind of I said it before, Eric Stokes. There are talks with Eric Stokes potentially be a first-round draft pick. And really, just looking at this right now, if that happens, we could have potentially six first-round draft picks in 2020. That just, that's realistic. That's not me being, oh, I'm just, just a Georgia fan. You're just talking. No, we might realistically have six first-round draft picks next year. Um, I'm so glad Kirby is recruiting when he's recruiting because you need it because – it's about to really show here. It's about to really, really show here uh, on the Curry Smart what we're doing here at Georgia. Then Solomon Kidley, he's another great uh, guard. He may decide to focus on his senior year. I, I really believe we're going to lose potentially four offensive linemen after the 19th season. They'll probably all be going pro, except for Trey Hill. And Trey Hill, he's a sophomore now, so that that's... Then you got J.R. Reed, who's the son of uh, Jake Reed. He's a senior. He'll get drafted. He's the NFL prospect. If Brian Herring has a great year, down the yard rushing, being multi, uh, doing, uh, being used as a runner and uh, as, a, as a pass catcher, and doing great things, he could possibly get drafted. I think he's. I think and plus, and plus he come out there do a full four forty. He'll and have a thousand yard rushing season. He'll get drafted. Maybe around seven round, six round, but. He'll get drafted. Um, Tyler Simmons, very fast. So this depends, once again, what type of year he has. Uh, he'll be a senior. Uh, have a good year. He, 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 he'll be starting. So if he has a good year, he could possibly go. Oh, I, I didn't think about this guy. Jeremiah Holliman. He might be gone. Um, 
along and next to my list was Demetri Robinson. He has a good year. He might be gone. And so that's that that could be three wide receivers gone. And I, and and something that somebody brought on ESPN just a moment ago, Georgia for the very first time in history had three wide receivers get drafted in the same year. Terry Gowan, Riley Willie, Nicole Harmon. So next year, it's very possible that, you know, you get Tyler Simmons, D. Rob, depending on how well he does, and also uh, possibly uh, Jeremiah Hall to get drafted. And then on top of that, Azanada got drafted. So that's four receivers, basically. And then then I got Charlie One on my list. And Charlie One has a breakout year, too. That could be back-to-back years of three wide receivers getting drafted and a tight end. I did. Things are changing drastically at Georgia. Now, this depends on what next one here, Richard LeCount. It depends on what type of year he has. He put on 15 pounds to, to help with his tackling. But I tell you, Richard LeCount's job is not safe. Otis Reese is breathing down his neck. But if Richard LeCount goes to the next level, and really steps it up and comes to his own after this season, this uh, junior season here, and especially if, uh, especially if we win national championship. Once we win, excuse me, once we win national championship, he very well could be going pro. Next on my list, Rodrigo Blankenship. He's getting drafted. He's one of the best kickers in college football. He's definitely getting drafted somewhere, and he'll make somebody roster. And then last but not least on my list, Tay Crowder. So that's actually 16 players. Tay Crowder has been uh, recognized by ESPN as possible breakout year at middle linebacker. He's a former running back uh, and is really aggressive, and he might do some things here in middle linebacker here if he can hold off to Kobe Dean. Hey, he, he's, that's another monster. He's a freshman, but he's coming. And so potentially 15 to 16 Bulldogs could, could get drafted next seat. Next uh, NFL draft. 15 to 16 Bulldogs. Take it off the board. And it's only going to be like that year after year because of the way, he, the way Kirby is recruiting. Like, that's it. That's realistically could happen. That's the thing about that. That's kind of insane. Uh, it's in a great way. In a great way. So, hey, championships are definitely, definitely on the rise and definitely to come. Now, I looked up some stats here, and pretty soon, I'm thinking about doing a uh, a hundred days to to Georgia football season start uh, podcast here, because on May 23rd, it would officially be a hundred days countdown to kickoff. <coughs> It'll be that time. Excuse me, that time of the year already again. We'll be 100 days away come May 23rd. So we are, what, less than a month away to say we are 100 days away from Georgia football season. Man, 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 man. That sounds sweet to me. So I started this thing called Dummy for the Moment. And I, I tell you, I tell you, November 2nd, can't get here fast enough. Excuse me. The dummy for the moment 
is Dan Mullen, the head coach for, for the University of Florida. Okay, first of all, first of all, this idiot says, you know, now George, what George is doing, we're trying to schedule a lot of out-of-conference, really tough out-of-conference teams. And so, one of the teams on our schedule in the future is Florida State. And so he opened his mouth and said, you know, well, we play Florida State every year. And I guess George trying to catch up with us. Okay, that's not good to say. And then Florida had a spring game. And he says that, you know, we had 39,476. And kind of hinted at it's been 39,000 um, days, 39,476 days since Georgia won a national championship. And I'm like, you don't do that. You, that's not a smart thing to do. Matter of fact, uh, on the 18th, uh, that Thursday bef- uh, before G Day, uh, the Marlowe's Tavern, I got a chance to talk to uh, Bulldog great John Stinscombe. As a matter of fact, John, John even said himself, he said, I don't know if I would have got a chance to get a scholarship. Scholarship at Georgia. Now, Mike, John Stinscombe played in the, in the pros. He said, I don't know if I would have got a scholarship to play at Georgia had I been on the curb because he was too small coming out of high school. You're like, you got to be 6'5, 6'6, 6'4, 330 already. He was just 260 there. So he said, he don't know who would have got a scholarship at Georgia. And he was a blue chipper. So, but anyway, I asked, I guess I asked John Stinscombe, I said, what do you do when you got people talking trash about your team? And it's public for bulletin board material. I said, "What does it really help? You gotta pay attention." He said, he said "Oh, absolutely." He said, "Oh, absolutely, we do." He said, "You know, it's a very emotional game, and you give, you give us something like that, we, we're gonna use it." And say, "It gives the football team that Georgia has. You just don't poke the bear." And so I'm like, "Perfect." I I, I kind of knew that, but it's good to hear from a former player. And so this part here. I had to put it together here, but this goes out to Dan Mullen. Cause Dan Mullen, because not only is Dan Mullen a dummy, but Dan Mullen is also a clown. So to Dan Mullen, here you go. You're a clown. Dumb, 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 dumb. When somebody beats your team, I know he was there in, for the first beat down of 42-7 to 7 in 2017. We beat you by 19 points last year. It's going to be even worse this year. The team that you saw last year has 68% freshmen and sophomores. This team has grown up since then, and you're going to poke them. Oh, my goodness. You dummy. But then, uh-oh, I ain't done yet. Oh, no, I'm not done yet. So, our, our, our general, our leader, Kirby Smart, was on the radio. 
680 the fan. And they add, they know they brought up the Kirby. You know, what do you think about Dan Mullen saying about the 39,000, you know, days or whatever since Georgia won the championship? And this is what Kirby had to say. Here we go. About the Dan Mullen trolling of Georgia a little bit, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I've heard 39,476 people showed up at his spring day. What do you think of I'm that? that? I'm glad they feel comfortable about talking about it. <laughs> That's all we're going to get from you, huh? Oh, yeah, man, that is fantastic. That. I'm glad they feel comfortable about talking about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm glad they feel comfortable about talking about it. Woo! If that don't sound like a beatdown coming, this beatdown is going to be epic. Oh. Oh, wow. That don't sound good. I'll be afraid. I'll be very, very afraid. But then you know what? When you're a dummy like Dan Mullen, you're just a dummy. You know, heck, I think next time... He'll be back on this list, I'm pretty sure. As long as I'm doing a podcast, as long as Dan Mullen in Florida, I'm pretty sure this dummy is going to be on this. He'll be in our moment for dumbing the moment quite some time for years to come. Now, before I get out of here, uh, I got to shout out my uh, good friend of mine. Uh, came down, met with me um, at the spring game. Trip, man. It was good seeing you, my brother. Uh, good catch up with you, man. Trip was a big time, loyal years all his life Bulldog fan, man. And he's a good brother, a good brother in the Lord. And uh, it's good seeing you, man. And we'll get together this this uh, fall here. And we'll be barking and yelling, go dogs. And like old times, man. Good time. Good seeing you, man. Uh, good seeing, uh, seeing Malachi down there with you, man. It's it good to see you, man. Uh, love you, brother. See you soon. Um, also, the the Bulldog Nation is, is all over this world. And... This podcast is is continuing to grow, and I appreciate you guys so much. Come back listening and, and um, staying faithful and all the good stuff, and, and I just I really really appreciate it. So I noticed there is a new listener or listeners that popped up, and this time they are out from the land down under in Australia. So go to all night. That's my you know Australian uh, whatever. <laughs> accent but it's it's that's a blessing so now the we are donation podcast is being heard in eight countries that's awesome i'm so grateful so honored so if this is your very first time listening to the we are donation podcast please come back please please let's check on top come back if you if you are a returning listener thank you so much i really appreciate it with all my heart like i said look i'm trying i'm probably gonna do another podcast here um with the 100 days countdown to kickoff, try to do that May 23rd and uh, hopefully come back with some really good news because maybe by that time, the secret of the commit will be revealed. It'll be a big one. So until then, have a great Bulldog week, great Bulldog month, great Bulldog day. God bless you, you and your family as always. Always go dogs.